Hey fellas, welcome back. Welcome back to the very first episode of The Felon Files. I'm your host, Mariana, and hope you hope you're comfortable. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you've done some pretty productive things today because today we're gonna have a very, very special case. Today we're going to be talking about the death and disappearance of Gabby Petito, a case that just doesn't sit right with me, a case that most might say could have been preventable, and this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to see if we think it could have been preventable, we think police did something wrong, and we're going to talk about the suspects, we're going to talk about her life and what she did and what she was known for. So if this is something you're interested in, please keep listening. Okay, so before we start, I just want to say, if you don't want to hear this part, this is pretty relevant. It's just me talking, you know. You can skip to the minute that I will leave you in the episode's description. Um, it would say something along the words of like, starting at blah, blah, blah. Because right now I just want to give you a little shout out. So I was about to start and I checked my group chat. My friends are like, we want a shout out on your next episode. So here it is. This is a shout out for Tamo Funda. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Um, Special shout out to Watara because she asked for it. So yeah, I was also thinking um, I wanted to do this dynamic. I should have said this in the introduction, but I want to do this dynamic where every single episode at the beginning of the episode, I will give just a random true crime fact, fun fact, I guess you could say. And I will then, after the episode's posted, leave a poll maybe or like a questions box. And the first person to answer it correctly will have a shout out in my next episode. I feel like that's a cool thing to do. I mean, it's a cool thing to do because you know what? Your name's gonna live forever. It's gonna be forever in Spotify, forever in Apple Podcast, and forever in Anchor. So you, all you gotta do is just listen back to this episode. When you're feeling low, you're gonna be like, whenever I'm famous. If I'm famous, it's not gonna be because of this. I don't know what it's gonna be because, but definitely not because of it. Well, who knows? I don't want to jinx it. But whenever I'm famous, you're gonna be like, she shouted me out on her first episode. I'm gonna be like you're welcome I'm, I'm gonna be like you're welcome you're gonna be like thank you yes you're welcome my kid you're welcome my child anyways now we can start with the actual case before we get into any case specific details we gotta know who truly was Gabby Petito because we've seen her very sad case all over TikTok all over the news all over Instagram but who truly was Gabby Petito? So her full name was actually Gabrielle Verona Petito. And she was a 22-year-old woman, YouTuber, I would say media influencer, from Blue Point, New York, originally. She was living um, at the time in her fiance's family's house in Northport, Florida. Her fiance's name is Brian Christopher Laundrie. Brian Laundrie, for sure, we'll call him that. And he's a very important person in this case, so which we're going to talk about later. 
but these two met in while they were attending high school. They attended the Bayport Blue Point High School. This is a high school in Long Island. And I would say a really interesting fact, interesting if you want to consider interesting, a fact about this is that I was actually in very close proximity to her high school when she graduated. This high school is in the Suffolk County, New York. And she graduated high school in 2017. And that same summer, I was actually at Suffolk County, which is crazy to me. Because when I read this information, I was like, dang, we could have met. So these two, Brian and Gabby, started dating in March 2019 and that same year they actually moved to brian's parents house in northport florida okay so now that we have a little more background on gabby petito's persona i think we can create like some sort of timeline to understand the events you know that led to the death and disappearance of gabby petito something this is okay so i'm gonna explain the reason why this case just doesn't sit right with me i feel like the story has so many potholes there's so many details and so much information that's left unsaid that the fbi doesn't know that the media doesn't know and since and since this like case gained so much attention like it's literally it's literally broadcasted to the public eye I feel like for us, um, for the audience, for us watchers, for us, the people who wants to know what happened to Gabby Petito, it's hard because what we're being told just doesn't add up with what we see. And so I feel like this sort of timeline could potentially bring some understanding to what truly happened. So here we go. Um, I feel like the first event that we need to talk about is occurred july 2nd 2020 and is the engagement so this happened exactly one year before the events that developed this past few weeks and gabby petito announced on instagram her engagement to brian laundry and so this also proves that if it wasn't clear enough before their relationship is pretty public so they had youtube channel they had youtube channels they had social media accounts such as instagram and and twitter and tiktok and they posted most things that happened in their life um they gabby's youtube was mainly vlogging videos about her um her life her travels and she seemed like such a lively person she did she literally seemed like such a nice person in her videos and in her posts and her tiktoks and so this proves that this couple had a they had um a social media presence gabby had quite the amount of followers on tiktok on instagram on um subscribers on youtube and so this is why i feel another reason why this case has been broadcasted 
so much on media outlets because things like this happen day to day but we just don't get to see them as much but since we have this girl who has posted her most of her good times with her fiance or just good times in her life in general on youtube and all of a sudden things just look very differently it catches people's eyes so i guess this is the starter the engagement is the starter of the story so after that in december 11 2020 they purchased a van and so this van has a pretty important place in the story because this same van appears again in an altercation later in the case development so july 2nd they start their cross-country trip they had been planning this trip for a long time i believe that this planning dates back to 2019 when they moved into brian's parents house um gabby was actually working as a pharmacist like as a pharmacy technician in order for her to earn money for them to go to this cross-country trip that they had been planning this was prior to the wedding so they got engaged but they also had been planning this trip for a long time the trip consisted in basically visiting national parks all around the u.s visiting some pretty cool locations and vlogging their whole trip so another pretty important fact about this specific time stamp let's say in the timeline is that according to the petito family attorney they both they had gotten engaged right but they postponed the wedding because of covid and so instead they decided to go on this cross-country trip um and they were driving uh, a white ford van it was a 2012 ford transit van i believe um and i i think it was actually shown in one of brian's instagram posts and they actually converted the inside to like super cozy camping site um they could cook meals inside of it they could sleep there and everything so this was their travel home um according to their social media posts um they both traveled from florida where they had been living for a while to kansas colorado utah and all of this locations where the parks were um, placed so the next stamp is basically the journey so it lasted from july 4th to august 11th they visited various sites like the monument rocks in kansas the colorado springs um the canelands national park in utah but the last one which was august 12th they reached the archies national park in utah and so this is a very important moment in time because this august 12th sets i guess the timestamp where everything began so in august police in moab in utah had encountered with um both petito and laundry they were in their van and they were described as having engaged in some sort of like altercation 
I even have the 911 call that was made from a stranger to obviously 911. And in the call, you can hear how the person says that there was a there was a couple and that the male was slapping the women and then they both hopped in the car and left. So I'm going to leave it here for you guys. You can actually experience what I felt when I heard that 911 call for the first time. Grand County Sheriff's Office. Were you able to get a description of the intoxication? Hi, can you hear me, sir? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, uh, I'm calling. I'm right on the corner of Main Street by Moonflower and... We're driving by, and I'd like to report a domestic dispute. A Florida with a white van, Florida license plate, white land, gentleman, Where's about five, six beard. They just drove off. They're going down Main Street. They made a uh, a right onto Main Street from Moonflower. Or what were they doing? Cooperative, but um, what do you say? What were they doing? Uh, we drove by, and the gentleman was slapping the girl. He was slapping her. Yes, and then we stopped. They ran up and down the sidewalk. He proceeded to hit her, hopped in the car, and they drove off. Okay, you said um, it's a white van? White van. I give you the, I give you the license plate if you give me one sec. I took okay. a picture of it. What kind of white van? Like a big one? Um, it, it was a smaller van with the license plate of... It was white, Florida license plate, QFP. G03. It was the make was a Ford. Model was Transit. Black ladder on the passenger side. Black ladder uh, passenger side. White Ford Transit. White Ford Transit. Okay, what's your name? Okay, so the police officers actually were able to catch up with them, and they stopped them, and at the side of the road, they asked gabby what was going on and this is what she replied yeah i don't know it's just some days i have really bad ocd and okay. i just i was just cleaning and straightening up back the end before and i was apologizing to him and saying i'm sorry that i'm so mean because sometimes i have ocd and sometimes i just get really frustrated it's not like mean towards him i just like i guess Although the footage and the sound of the body cam was very, very low quality, um, I hope you could tell that she was very, very frustrated and in the video she's seen crying even after i believe there were two officers at the scene even after both officers had talked things through with both gabby and brian the officer the officer suggested that they didn't really think that this was an issue of domestic violence it was just something you know all couples fight and I actually believe one of the officers described Gabby as being confused and emotional rather than some someone who has suffered from domestic abuse. Which is totally nuts to me because, um, hello, acting, 
people can act in some situations when they know they're in danger because if they were if if she would have told him that she was in trouble who god knows what would have happened next if the police officers didn't believe her and so after evaluating whatever happened the officers just told them that they should spend the night apart as a way of you know not letting things escalate and honestly now looking back at it it's just like at the same time it fr- it's frustrating i know but like at the same time what could we ask ourselves what could have what could have the officers done differently and it's hard because being in their position i don't know sometimes i mean i guess it's best to make a big deal out of things that aren't a big deal just in case but in this case they wouldn't wouldn't have known i mean they totally did seem like they were just a couple having a regular issue because of the way gabby explained it and the way brian explained it um brian seemed totally cool by the way he was so chilled throughout the questioning i guess um, but he actually told the officer that Gabby had slapped him in the face. And so I guess it was just a very confusing moment for the officers because we have two different, I mean, not different, but two stories, two sides to the story here. And I don't know, it's pretty hard to determine. I mean, you know, you always got to trust the victim, but in this case, they don't know which one is the victim. So they said that that was the best thing to do so the officer said that they he didn't believe that the situation escalated to be like a domestic level domestic assault level it was more like a mental health crisis that those were the exact words they used august 25th comes around this is a very important day because this is the day that Gabby's family started asking, where is Gabby? So Gabby's last known whereabouts were, um, they said that they last known her to be in Grand Trent in Wyoming. Um, actually, um, her stepfather, I believe his name is Jim Smith, um, said that she would communicate regularly with her family and that it's been a few days since she's she hasn't um she's not a person to go off grid this is what they said they said she wasn't a person to go off grid and obviously being an influencer and being um i guess a persona online it's not something very common because if you have a following if you if you've been documenting your whole entire trip on instagram on twitter on tiktok on youtube and for all of a sudden to you for you to go dark don't say anything don't post anything it's weird okay people are gonna start asking questions and so august 30th was the last communication with her family so gabby's mother um said that the last text message that she received from her daughter came on august 30th Okay, we're going to go on a speed round here because I don't want you guys to get bored. 
this story is just so as I told you, there's so many little things, so many little details that you need to know in order for you to fully understand what happened here. I don't want to miss any details and I don't want you to get tired of me. So we're going to go a little bit faster. Um, after the last communication with her family, um, September 1st, Brian returns to Northport. Um, remember, Northport was the place where the laundry family household was, is. So he supposedly returned to the home that he actually shared with Gabby and his parents. And the police said that he just drove the van and Gabby was just not there. He drove back the van. The van was him and everything else. And all of her belongings. No Gabby whatsoever. Then September 11th, um, Gabby's family actually reports her missing. So they reported her missing to the Suffolk County Police Department at approximately 5.55 p.m. To say, you know, to estimate. Um, So when the police in Florida knocked on brian's door that night his parents handed them a lawyer's phone number so they're not talking okay they're not saying anything which is super sus because come on they it's your son's fiance she's missing and you have nothing to say just talk to my lawyer that's that first of all that's just sus from the beginning and second if he had nothing to do with it what it couldn't have hurt to like at least show a little bit of desire to find her but they just gave her the straight up gave her gave them the lawyer's number which is just absolutely terrible um september 15 comes around and now Brian has been named a person of interest in the case which is a good sign um people were starting to talk okay people on tiktok people on youtube especially the news outlets they were starting to talk okay so now this wednesday wednesday september 15th um laundry was officially named as a person of interest in libertito disappearance um he had not made himself available to be interviewed by any investigators or police he didn't even provide any helpful details okay he's not helping here his attorney issued um a statement on behalf of his client of brian um that was basically addressing the silence okay so throughout september 16th and 17th um the families spoke to the media so on september 16th uh, the Petito family had a press conference with the Northport police. And then September 17th, uh, Brian's sister had to speak on Good Morning America. So something very interesting that happened September 17th was that the police ruled out a com- like a connection to a double homicide case that they had been investigating. So Brian, well, actually not Brian, but Gabby's case 
at first seem to have a connection with other two cases that were ruled as double homicide and at the end of the day it, it was ruled as no connection so it was still investigated as a separate case that same that same day the laundry family reports brian mason so here's the thing that the day that they reported brian missing the police actually issued a statement saying that this was the first time throughout the whole investigative like term that they had on gabby petito that the laundry fam laundry family actually made contact with the police like imagine this after hearing that your son's fiance is missing you don't you don't talk to the police you don't help them find her and all of a sudden your son goes missing and now you just go to the police like nothing happened i feel like th this is so crazy to me because it's so like infuriating so the very next day they're both considered missing persons and they both have dual searches for to recover them to find them and so september 19th was the day that the fbi issued a statement saying that they believe that they found gabby petito's body in wyoming September 20 comes around and the Laundry family has their home searched. And the next day, the autopsy confirms that the body that was found two days prior was indeed Gabby Petito's. So now by September 22nd, everybody, everybody's just continues looking for Brian. And fellas, this is where we're at now. Brian Laundry has yet to be found. And the community's looking for him. Brian, we're looking for you, okay? <laughs> I'm looking for you right now. It's so freaking frustrating to watch this from, I guess, a point of view where you can't do anything. There's nothing we can do. Um, but to share Gabby's story, but to share her memories to share how good of a person she was to share what happened to her and to possibly with this prevent that there's another gabby in two or three weeks what two days maybe because this is something that is happening and it happens daily but we just don't know it we got to know gabby's story because maybe because she used a platform where a big audience would have listened but what if pe there's people that don't have that platform what is it what if there's people that don't have other people to listen and they're going through the same thing that gabby went through it's just it, it's just nuts to me and seeing it as a as a viewer as a person who expects expects justice to be done it's just so infuriating and i feel like such 
feel such an impotency. It's just incredible. And I know for a fact that there's a lot of Gabbies out there that probably are blinded by their aggressor. And it's just really hard to see things like this happen again and again and again day by day in a society where you as a person alone you can't do anything because me over here I just get to tell her story at least I get to tell her story and at least you get to listen and share her story maybe and help somebody else close to you that might be going through the same thing I don't know. This case just, it's so recent and it's yet to be closed. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that justice gets served because Gabby deserves it. She looked like a really nice person. Not even, even if she wasn't a nice person, nobody ever deserves what she got. It's just so incredible. So that's it for today's fellas thank you so much for sticking through if you made it to here i want you to go comment on my instagram post i want you to go comment mm, a road emoji i want you to go comment a road emoji if you made it to here thank you thank you so much for listening and this was the gabby petito case thanks for listening bye bye